0: But when I took a step back from the outward surface appearances of what was going on and looked at things from the perspective of what is true in heaven, it brought healing to my mind and my body. You are listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode 175. Today's topic, Living in the Kingdom of Heaven. You're listening to The Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like He did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. As always, I am so grateful that you've tuned in to listen today. Last week, I was chatting with a new listener to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. His name is Luis. We were talking about what it means to live with and in Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for very long, you know I talk a lot about this from a variety of different angles. I am more and more convinced that this awareness of the presence of heaven on earth is one of the most important components of what I call the mindset of Jesus. Jesus was so completely aware that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This was really the foundation of his ministry. My hope for you as a listener and for myself as the producer of this podcast is for us to embrace this mindset of Jesus, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, as our own. Sometimes I talk to Christians who still have doubts about their worthiness or ability to live with the mindset of Jesus, or they think it's not even possible in this world. But Paul says emphatically in his first letter to the church in Corinth, this is 1 Corinthians 2, 16, we have the mind of Christ. Luis and I talked about the fact that Since we have the mind of Christ, we can think, act, speak, and pray with the mind or mindset of Christ. And then we came back to the fact that the kingdom of heaven is at hand is the basis for the way Jesus thought about and perceived everything around him. Now, there are numerous episodes of the Bible Speaks to You podcast where I talk about this, and I'm going to put three of them in the show notes for today's episode, so if you'd like to go back and listen, you can. The first one is episode two, called The Kingdom of Heaven is at Hand. Also, episode 34, Windows into Heaven, which talks about the Beatitudes. And episode 46, are you working to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth, or are you bearing witness to the fact that it's already here. Luis and I talked about how to live in the kingdom of heaven right now. In other words, how to become aware of the presence of heaven and consciously dwell there. Well, it's really about looking at things from the perspective of what's true in heaven and what's going on there right now and bearing witness to that here on earth. Naturally, Luis was curious to hear some examples of how I had experienced living in the kingdom of heaven. And here's what I shared with him. Once I was at a church meeting that was very divisive. The people on the two sides of the discussion were accusing those who disagreed with them of being deceived and trying to deceive everyone else. Each side was accusing the other of the exact same thing. And it was not just a trivial issue, like what color to paint the walls or something, like people sometimes fuss about. One side, who had members in positions of authority in the church, had withheld important information from an outside source and only distributed information they agreed with. When I pointed this out, someone from that group said, Oh, they had not done it intentionally, but the tone of his voice was so syrupy sweet and it didn't really sound sincere. They didn't give out this other information which was important in hearing both sides of the issue. Now, it may not have actually been intentional, but it was nevertheless an oversight and contributed to the negative atmosphere in the meeting. I was really trying to be objective and listen to both sides, although I had feelings about what was right, but One side in particular refused to listen to the other side at all, and seemed to be very judgmental and self-righteous, all the while putting on this great show of innocence. Well, I was really upset by this, and by the time I got home, I was really angry. In fact, I was fuming. Within the next couple of days, a small growth appeared on my side, and over the next few weeks, it grew bigger. I really felt like this was a manifestation of the bitterness I felt toward those folks at church. Well, or more specifically, toward their attitude. They were nice people. We all liked each other. I just strongly disagreed with them and their accusatory attitude. And that's really putting it mildly. Well, over the next month or so, the growth on my side got about as big as a walnut. There wasn't any pain, but I started to really get worried about it. And so I asked a friend and a very mature Christian to pray for me. I explained everything that had happened, and he told me first and foremost, I needed to see the unspotted nature of God and then bear witness to myself and all the folks at church as God's image and likeness. He said, if God didn't have any spots, then we, as his image and likeness, did not have any spots as part of who we really are spiritually. Whatever spots of self-righteousness or deceit appeared to be on us were just like mud that wasn't part of us and which God would wash away. In my prayers, I realized that in the kingdom of heaven, I had no spots, no sins, no self-righteousness, no hypocrisy, no judgmentalness, no ability to deceive or be deceived. And I finally got to the point where I could see that that was true about everyone else at church. I prayed this way for a couple of weeks or so, and I got to where I completely forgave those folks at church for what I thought they had done wrong, because I could see that in the kingdom of heaven, there is no deception and no one can be deceived or deceive others. Or judge falsely. The more I prayed about this, the more deeply I felt this and knew it in my heart. Then one day, as I was changing the bandage, I literally stomped my foot on the floor and said, Thus far and no farther. That's kind of a paraphrase from Job 38, verse 11. I felt this amazing sense of peace and freedom. Within a day or so, I could tell that the growth was actually getting smaller, and in a week or two, it was completely gone. It just melted away. Now, that was a number of years ago, and that growth has never come back. This is just one example of what I call bearing witness to the kingdom of heaven at hand. When we do that, it changes what we see and how we see, because it changes the perspective we're looking from. And the lens we look through. You can do this in your own life. Looking from the perspective of what is true in the kingdom of heaven right now, ask yourself what is true right now in the kingdom of heaven about the person you're having a problem with, a challenge at home, a problem at work, a divisive issue at church, or how you see yourself. It takes some practice and discipline to do this. And it's not just a one time prayer, but I want to encourage you to give it a try and keep at it. Jesus gives some pretty good advice to help us in this process. This is in John 7 24. He says, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. I was certainly not doing that at that church meeting. That's the New King James translation. In the New Living Translation, it puts it this way. Look beneath the surface so you can judge correctly. That night at the church meeting, the appearance was that there were two different perspectives on how to deal with the issues. On the surface of things, there were disagreements and accusations flying fast and furious. But when I took a step back from the outward surface appearances of what was going on and looked at things from the perspective of what is true in heaven? It brought healing to my mind and my body. Now, you may be thinking, hey, James, that sounds great, but I'm not so sure I can do what you're talking about. I just can't see what's going on in heaven right now. And heaven sure doesn't seem like it's here like Jesus said it is. Well, I know what you mean. I have felt that way many times. But this process of seeing what's true in heaven and bearing witness to the fact that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, is not always easy. It's hard work sometimes. But what I've learned is that you'll never see these things with your eyes or hear them with your ears. Even the human mind will never figure it out. Paul points this out in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. He says, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him, these things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. When we try to see what God is doing in our lives through the five material senses and understand or make sense of it through just the human mind, we're only dealing with the appearance of things on the surface, which Jesus says, is impossible to really see what's going on then. So what's the solution? Well, it's the fact that Paul brings out in that quote from 1 Corinthians that God reveals truth to us through the Spirit. The only way to actually discern that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and become aware of what is true there comes from the Spirit of God revealing it to you. You can't just listen to me or anyone else saying these words and decide you're going to believe it. We all need to, and we all have the ability to, receive what God is revealing directly to us. Now, you may be wondering if there's any way to help this process along. Yes, there is. In fact, there are lots of ways to become more receptive to what God is revealing about the kingdom of heaven. Some of the first things that come to mind, and they're pretty obvious, are prayer and Bible study, an earnest, sincere desire to be more spiritually minded, and an honest effort to follow Jesus more closely in your life. Ask God in prayer to open your eyes to see that the kingdom of heaven is at hand and what that means in your life. Study everything Jesus says in the Bible about the kingdom of heaven ask God to help you connect the dots, so to speak. Ask for understanding. And then take what Jesus says about heaven and the insights you've gotten from your Bible study and live them in your daily life. Here are some examples of what I'm talking about. Jesus tells lots of parables describing what the kingdom of heaven is like. He uses everyday situations as metaphors to explain deep spiritual ideas. One of those parables is in Matthew thirteen thirty-three. He says, The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour, that's about 27 kilograms, until it worked all through the dough. That's a lot of flour. Think of all the bread this lady was making. Now, I would imagine that most women hearing this parable would never have made that much bread dough at one time. Sixty pounds of flour is an overwhelming amount to deal with. Jesus was perhaps giving a larger perspective on life than just making a few loaves of bread at a time, and that the kingdom of heaven is immense. So, how does this parable help you and me understand and see that the kingdom of heaven is at hand? Well, is there anything in your life you need to put some yeast into to bring it to life, to cause it to rise and make progress? Making bread dough in Jesus's day was an ordinary task that was part of life. What are some of the daily tasks that you do you could put some yeast into? What about doing the dishes, mopping the floor, mowing the yard? You get the idea, or maybe it could be something at work like filing papers, making copies, or some other routine task. What yeast can you put into those activities? What can you bring from the kingdom of heaven to these activities? How about a little joy, gratitude, and humility? What if you expressed love while doing these things instead of complaining that you had to do them? Once our children were grown and not living at home anymore, my wife and I reassigned certain household duties since we were the only ones here to get everything done. So we decided my wife would do the cooking and I would wash the dishes. When we first started this new arrangement, I really wasn't too happy about having to clean all the dishes and scrub the pots and pans after every meal. I really had no reason to complain. We have a dishwasher and the job was never that hard but I grumbled about it anyway. After a while, though, I realized this attitude was not helping me feel closer to God or experience the presence of heaven in my life. So, instead of grumbling, I made a conscious choice to be grateful for the opportunity to wash the dishes. It was an expression of love for my wife and gratitude for all she did. I actually began to look forward to washing the dishes, and it's really no longer a chore that I don't want to do. I enjoy it. In a small way, to go back to the metaphor of the yeast, I put some yeast of the kingdom of heaven into washing the dishes, and I get a little taste of heaven now when I wash the dishes because of the love and gratitude I feel when I'm cleaning up. So again, I ask you, where can you add some yeast of the spirit into your daily activities to bring a more spiritual perspective to your life. This is living in the kingdom of heaven. At least it's taking little baby steps there. Here's another parable, the parable of the pearl of great price. This is Matthew thirteen forty-four and 45. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. Is there anything in your business or hobby or schoolwork, a pearl of great value, so to speak, that you need to focus on? Is there a more spiritual aspect of your work you can find in your heart and bring to your activities? When you do this each day, day after day, Finding the pearl of God's love, protection, and purpose for your life, and let that shine through everything you do, you are living in and experiencing, to some degree, the kingdom of heaven at hand. The more you do this, the more you'll see and experience the kingdom of heaven in your life. Now let's look at one more parable the parable of the tares and the wheat. This is Matthew 13 24 30. Now, you probably know this parable, but very quickly, I'll just summarize. A farmer planted some wheat in his field, but at night, an enemy came and planted tares or weeds in the field. When the grain sprouted and produced a crop, the tares also appeared. Well, the servants went to him and said, Hey, we just noticed there are all these weeds. Do you want us to go pull them up? And the farmer said, No, because the roots are also entangled in the roots of the wheat. If you pull up the weeds, it'll pull up the wheat too. Let it all go until it's time to harvest the wheat. Then we'll go through and cut out the tares, and then we can harvest the wheat normally. The farmer was focused on making sure the wheat was protected. Well, there are lots of lessons here, but the one I'm thinking about in this case is the patience we need to wait for God's timing of events. How can you apply that idea to your life on a daily basis? So often we want to jump in and try to solve a problem without waiting for God to do his work. Every time you defer to God's schedule, you are living in the kingdom of heaven. Now, these three parables just give a tiny hint of what it means to live in heaven here and now. Jesus is using these everyday vignettes from life as metaphors for the kingdom of heaven. And I also think he's saying we need to let the kingdom of heaven permeate every little detail of our daily lives, all the little things that we do. Now, a lot of folks think that the kingdom of heaven should appear in some grandiose and dramatic way, with angels flying around, blowing trumpets but actually heaven appears more often following the model in Isaiah 28:10 precept must be upon precept precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little there a little when you notice and are faithful over the little ways the kingdom of heaven appears you'll be ready to receive more of it in the future think of something Or someone in your life right now that's giving you a bit of a challenge. Just from these three parables I've mentioned here, is there an aspect of heaven you can bring to this situation? Can you add just a little bit of spiritual yeast, like the lady in the parable? What do you need to focus on that is of great spiritual value? Where's the pearl of great price you need to focus on? Where in your life do you need to wait on God's timing of events? or pick a different parable and see what the spiritual lesson is there about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, and you can experience its presence right now. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful you tuned in today. If you know someone who might enjoy this episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet on the website, go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form and you're all set. And when you sign up, I will send you a copy of a prayer guide I put together called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. If you have any comments or questions about today's episode, I'd love to hear from you. Go again to the website, you.com and click on the contact tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form, let me know what you want to talk about and I'll be in touch. I can't wait to hear from you. All the Bible quotes that were in today's episode will be in the show notes on the website. You can find those at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 175. This is episode 175. And if you're listening on a podcast app, I'll have a link to that page in the description. Also on the show notes page and in the podcast app will be the links to the three podcast episodes I mentioned in this episode. Again, I want to thank you so much for being here and listening and for all the ways that you support the show. That's it for this week. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care and we'll see you next time. God bless.